Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode number 121, opening take for Stephen O. Scott. What do you got? Yo, 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 what's good? Uh, thank you, Oliver, for recording another episode, baby. I don't know what, I, what I'm thanking you for. You deserve no thanks, but thank you. Um, <laughs> <Appreciate>. <laughs> uh, my big take today is, I think yesterday's Super Bowl was the first real true evidence that we live in a simulation. Uh, Tom Brady and Gronk winning a Super Bowl on a different team other than the Patriots. I swear to God, I thought I was living on – I don't know. I, I think we've crossed over at some point. I don't know where the fuck we are, but I'm happy we're all here together. That's all i got to say. We live in a simulation. That's my big take. Deadpan, that's fucking dead serious. Anybody got anything to say about that? Seems kind of lazy. To, a lot to, to, <laughs> lazy. Start things off tonight, but we live in a multiverse, Ollie. That's the biggest thing I ever saw said in my life. I don't know. I think you said bigger. Black holes exist. Stephen Hawking would be proud. I've said of this. Of course, Come black on. holes exist. That's not groundbreaking. Wormholes. <laughs> Alternate dimensions. Haven't you seen uh, what's it called there? Uh, in- interstellar, whatever it is. Did you like that movie? I did. I love that movie. I didn't understand. I, the I forget who was talking to you recently, but they they said they hated it, and I was mind blown. That movie was good. All right, who else got a big take? Why don't you pass it over to our um, one of our guests of the evening? True. In the house, by the way, we are presented by Couch Guy Sports as usual. And speaking of which, we have a uh, a co-patriot from uh, from from Couch Guy Sports here joining us. Um, the one and the only Connor Ryan. Um, although I shouldn't call him a patriot while he's wearing a Buccaneers hat. Hey, <laughs> today that counts. Creamsicle hat fan. At yeah. the, I think that's the, the Buccaneers Bucs version of a pink hat. That's my, ah. that's my take. We're just going to meet. Gilly and I are going to be lazy and steal this entire episode as our verbally committed episode for the week. Yeah. Awesome. College sports be damned. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Couch Guy Sports, which uh, actually, out of nowhere, my blog about Patrick Mahomes being not that good, I just checked the clicks today on Couch Guy, is uh, the second highest uh, blog of the day. So people were, some people, that SEO was hot today. Um, I'm getting killed by Chris and Eric in the clicks lately. Unbelievable. Uh, true, but, true. You know what? We might have him on soon to uh, just to, to, to rile up the rivalry between you two. It's crushing me. I thought I had it in a bag. All of a sudden, this guy starts actually using the SEO, and he's just crushing me. You um, had your Amazon gift card already spent. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Put it towards the house. Um, <laughs> but my big take uh, is Tom Brady, not Super Bowl. I know. WEI has to talk about that and like put that out there, and Tom Curran has to write columns about it, but th- that doesn't happen. If he stays with the Patriots, they don't win the Super Bowl, so stop with the whole, like, oh, should the Patriots have like worked harder to keep Gronk and Brady happy and kept them around? Oh, this could have been them this year. No, they wouldn't have. Tampa has a better overall roster than, than New England. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. <laughs> what? <laughs> You could, go, I mean, you you could go, like go out there and ask like, why weren't more teams in on Brady? Like, if you look at Indianapolis, you put Brady on there instead of Philip Rivers, and it's probably a completely different outcome for Indy. But the Patriots, I don't know, I, they don't win. This. They get to the playoffs, you know, but they, I don't think they win. They don't get to the Super Bowl. 
I agree. You know, I think that Brady himself must have, like, I mean, obviously he, he picked to go to Tampa out of all of them, but he must have, like, seen the situation, seen the money, uh, like, that the team had, that, that they could craft the team, that he, and his image, uh, and basically, you know, like, I think, like, it was all, like, there, it was more than just, like, him choosing to go to Tampa over the Colts and stuff. It was, like, him, like, knowing he could form that team in his his image. That's what I'm trying to convey here. Well, I saw his first choice was to go to San Francisco, and they didn't want him. Really? That's what um, hmm. Pro Football talked to about last night. I don't know if he was just spewing out of his ass like he usually does, but they, I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> it, it seemed pretty genuine. The shot fired at Pro Football Talk. Yeah, Florio, you want to come on and be for me? Let's go. Oh, my come God. On. Bring it. <laughs> wow. I remember someone in high school who will go unnamed used to quote, tweet Pro Football Talk and change the letters around when you could still do that. And we I know who tweeted it out. <laughs> and and then he would tweet it out, and he got, like, blocked and reported, and his account got suspended because of it. <laughs> Steve, didn't you do that with uh, Buster Oldley? Or, uh, oh, Ken Rosenthal. Or Ken Rosenthal. Yeah. 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 Knock it off. I got... <laughs> it scared me. What was that? It was, like, Pablo Sandoval got traded to the Padres or something like that? No, it was Giancarlo got traded to the Red Sox for uh, Henry Owens, Blake Swihart, and others. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Back when Henry Owens was worth something. Yeah, he was. Yeah. We were just talking about Big Hank before. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, Hank. Josh, big take? Hank the stank. Bro, I don't know. I feel like this is this is reaching. I think Pat Mahomes is going to be out for like half the year next season. Ooh. Because of to injury. start the year. Yeah. No, I think he got whacked around, dude. <laughs> he did. He, he, he was like... Literally limping, like you know how like old men you see them walk around and they're all like hobbling on one side. That was Pat Mahomes the whole game, the whole game. And the turf toe thing, I feel like it's not just turf toe. I think that was like the best cover up. I think he has like a broken toe. Yeah, he's really hurt. Yeah, so that's my big take. I don't think Pat Mahomes starts the season uh, healthy at all. I like that take. How would you guys feel overall in terms of if we're diving right into the, the Super Bowl? Because I don't really have a huge, huge, huge take to give unless Oliver does. I don't want to. Um, like... No, not really. Okay. I don't think I do. Did you – does this – actually, one thing too. Does this impact Brady's legacy at all in terms of like are people actually – do you think this really changed people's minds? I feel like it did kind yes. of change the dialogue yeah. a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Leading into it was like, oh – Okay, Tom, great season, but the new goat is gonna take the reins now. It's like no, he's not done yet. I don't know. Pretty crazy. Some I don't know. We I feel like we all share the same thought where it's like we are all uh Brady's the goat believers, but some people were probably already ready to hand it off to Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. you know I'll just say I just wanna say today I went to the mechanic and there was a few people that were that are not um Patriot fans or Brady fans. They hate both, they hate both ideas. If you're a Patriot fan or a fucking, you know, Brady fan, and they bitch so bad about how that game was handed to the the Bucks. Now there were some bad calls. Okay, the referees. There, I mean, I don't know. There was there was that one call uh, where I think Matthew had the interception there for a second, and then they called it back on a hold. <laughs> that, right. was, that was that was and that was a momentum shift for sure. Had the Chiefs gotten the ball back, that would have been a whole different game, I believe. However, I still think the Bucks win. Uh, but there are people that truly 
believe that Brady is not the GOAT, does not deserve it, and most of these Super Bowls uh, have been handed to him. And I can that's, that's a straight quote from my mechanic today. So there you go. Yeah, it blows yeah. my mind how – sorry. just It blows my mind how people can still just be so – I, I don't know I don't know what word to use here. So like, blind, so blind to it. it. They'll find any excuse in the world to um to just denounce him. I think yeah, oh, yeah. it's wild. I get that out here a ton. Like nobody likes Brady, but it was one of those where after like Brady leaves New England, now everybody loves him. Like so many people that I've had so many arguments with. Uh, all of a sudden, we're tweeting yesterday or like texting me like, "Oh, he's the goat! Like he's actually the he's actually you know what he's done is um, amazing." It's like we've seen this six times. What he's done is amazing. Or people will be like, "He can't win without great defense." Uh, Adam Vinatieri, he owes Adam Vinatieri two or his two Super Bowl rings. Like, there's so many excuses every time, and I think this definitely did help his legacy. It's like to get to seven, he's like got more than Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just I don't know that that number is different. Ties Robert Horry. Yeah, you see that Robert Horry. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a great meme, actually. The yeah, Spider-Man that was a, meme. <laughs> that yeah, was pretty that was funny. Tweet. <laughs> but uh, just the fact that he did it with a different team and did it with a team that, like, that was always the, like, wasn't that the hypothetical question we always asked each other? Was like, okay, what if Tom Brady? But like, yeah, he's good. But what if Peyton Manning went to like the Cleveland Browns or like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What if Brady did? Like, how would they do? Tampa Bay was literally what nine and seven, eight and eight last year. Right. Seven and nine, and now they're Super Bowl champs. Like, there's your answer. There it is. Boom, right there. Like, that's what that's what Brady is, and he's the goat. So, I think it it, it helped a lot of people. Whoever doesn't believe it now, they're just they don't want to. They never will. No matter what happens, no matter what you say. It's got to be sad living that kind of life where you just like <laughs> you have to like deny like straight like you what you witness history like you've witnessed history over and over like literally Deflate Gate happened and he's won four Super Bowls since. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. If you, like, are that dissonant in your own mind where you're like, look, I rationalize it this way. Tom Brady, it really isn't that great, okay? He gets lucky all the time, and people in the league is just like, dude, fucking Roger Goodell, like, sabotaged that fucking team, and they still won fucking three more of the Patriots, and then he comes to a new team entirely, crafts it his way, and wins it, uh, you know, the, the fucking Bucks, The Bucks won a Super Bowl? The worst, yeah. the worst um, winning percentage team in NFL history, by the way, they have the they have the worst winning percentage in NFL history. Oh, okay, okay, going going into the season. Yeah. Well, it, one thing I will say though, in terms of the, the Brady Goat stuff, I think we were probably a little too young for it. But talking to older people over the years, I think Jordan kind of had a similar ish thing though, where it was like his first three people kind of didn't respect him as like the greatest of all time sort of thing, and yeah. then it was like the 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 next one. Or it was like the three P at the end of his career. It was like, all right, well, now they're giving him like goat status. So it's it, to us, it's like MJ's always been the goat, and just everyone's loved him. Whereas I, I think it's it's more of a process than usual. I don't know if football is tougher to kind of really get that into people's mindsets, and and obviously, honestly, too, the how unlikable the Patriots are to outsiders yeah, doesn't yeah. help. You know what I mean? Like, at least the Bulls, it was like, oh, it's the Bulls. Like, I don't know. Did they do anything fucked up? And like, I don't know. There was no. No rumors like there were with the Patriots with their minor scandals and shit like that. So that would, but it is it is interesting to say, and hopefully, hopefully people are finally like, oh okay, Brady's the goat. I, I feel stupid. We could have had this conversation five years ago too, and it would have been the same exact outcome in my opinion, where he's still the greatest. 
I just think the greatest of all time comparison is just hard to just talk about anyway. Like you think about it, the last whatever amount of years it was, it was all Joe Montana, all of it. You know, Joe Montana was the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. Now, like you look at the present. So now Tom Brady has obviously eclipsed that. But now you have a similar conversation, and I know I'm going to get shit for this, but the LeBron conversation, yes, he's lost finals. He's lost finals. He's not as good as MJ. But what if he wins three more in the next couple years? You know, it's like that conversation, once it hits that, like, climax of, oh, yeah, this is the argument, until you have that tipping point, it's always going to be difficult, you know? So, like, I think, you know, I was a Brady hater. I I hated New England, though, so that was just, like, my own thing. The it, it's unquestionable. There is no way that you can say it anymore. Right. Even if you don't like him, I don't. I don't understand the logic because I was one of those people. I just didn't like him because he was just so good all the time. My team fucking sucked. <laughs> like that's why I hated Brady. But you have to man up at some point and just say that he is. He's the goat, and there's no no questions. And he's chasing Bill Russell now. Like that's it. You know. So I don't know. I was going to say what, sense. what Brady did was like if Jordan went to, when he went to the Wizards, like won the NBA Finals that first year. Yep. Right. I mean, yeah, the Wizards, maybe the Wizards were worse than what the Buccaneers are. I don't remember historically what the uh, like. Oh yeah, definitely. Washington Wizards <laughs> were, but uh, Oliver Candy was his next best option. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but still, <laughs> you, like okay, at least get him to the playoffs or like get him. So, like he didn't even do that. So no, I know, no, true. It's All impressive. right, no. not to interrupt, gonna, but. Yeah, here we go. Segue into baseball here. Yeah, let's um, go. We're gonna start our, our uh, interview with some some pretty cool people. So stay tuned. We wanted to to give a, a warm welcome to Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue, um, known as that on Twitter, and then um, the hosts of Baseball Barbecue, I believe, on the Ringer Podcast Network. Um, I to be honest, guys, I've been like a fanboy of you guys since college, so it's been probably like 2014, 2015 or so, and I um. So excited to have you on, but I do want to say this for those listeners that may not be familiar or at least of the they might see you on Twitter and whatnot, but not understand um, the unorthodox uh, name that you, you guys have as a, a, a duo here. Uh, could you kind of uh, tell us the story of the, the Cespedes family barbecue? Uh, uh, I don't even know. Nomenclature, if you will. Sure. I mean, like we were in high school. Um, Jordan and I went to middle school and high school together. And we just got really into baseball, as people do. And like every dorky Jewish kid with no idea about life, we were just kind of shooting the crap. And we were like, all right, let's make a blog. And Joanna Cespedes was like the, like the man at that point. Like he had already – he had just played his first season. We were like, let's name it after Joanna Cespedes. He's a great player. And there was this video of him. I think it's still online on YouTube where he did like a – essentially like a hoop mixtape where he, like, worked out a bunch and then, like, you know, threw a ball around and then hit, and it was 20 minutes long, and at the end he roasted a pig over an open <laughs> spit. And it it was less of, like, that decision or, or, like, that action because, like, that's, like, a very common thing in Cuba. It's essentially the equivalent of, like, you know, like a bunch of us white people, like, having a, you know, like a, some burgers, right? <laughs> and, but it was that he made the decision to send this to every major league GM, right? He was like, you need to see me in my element. Wow. And we were like, this is great. It's super different. And, and, you know, that was it. We never thought we'd be explaining it 
like ever on any podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would say too. Right. That it was it was the context. It was really like, wow, this is something that all the GMs are like going to make a multi million dollar decision over. Uh, and that that was part of the, the and it worked. I mean, Billy Bean, he's a pretty smart guy and he gave him thirty six million dollars. Yeah. So I feel like that worked out. And then, you know, all the, the ups and downs of, of Yo's career since has just been, you know, we couldn't have projected any of that. Uh, and and mo- yeah, I, as we sit on this Red Sox podcast, I recognize that one of the downs <laughs> was his, you know, however many minutes he was in Boston. But I don't remember uh, any of that. that yeah. was oh, oh mostly, it was a glorious couple it was of fun. for us. We'll get that. We <laughs> Sure. Well, uh, but but that said, like, again, we, we chose him because he was a fun player who represented uh, something different about the game and the way that he played and, and just, you know, the flair with which he brought uh, the game. But again, like Jake said, like it was not we were not like this is perfect. This is such a clever name. This is going to like it was entirely an inside joke. So nothing more than that. And then here we are. How did the pig look in that in that roast? Like, did it look like appetizing? Well, the funniest part is that at the time I was still keeping kosher. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Wow. Go. Think oh, about geez. how long it's been. Think about how long it's been. Um, that's one way to put it. The other way to, to, to phrase of how long it's been since then uh, is that, and Jake usually says this line, but it is true, is that so much of what got us uh, connected was that we were like the only people in our high school, whatever, that, that really loved to talk about baseball in like a really deep not just like let's talk about Derek Jeter, right? Like okay, anybody or like, that. Oh, like, the Nats signed Jason Worth. Exactly. Like we player. anyone could do, but 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 really <laughs> the one we always reference is we really wanted to talk about Jerks and Profar. This is right yeah. when oh, he was coming oh. up as an, and the fact that Jerks and Profar just signed a free agent contract is very humbling mm-hmm. for us. That he has the 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 small child known as Jerks and Profar has reached major league free agency. Really, really, kind of sets it uh, into into perspective of how long we've been doing this. Oh, that's awesome! And I, you know what? Tell you the truth, Yoelkis uh, Cespedes, he might have mm. uh, given your name new life too. Maybe another. You can ride it out for another. I don't even know how many years. <laughs> Still <be> very <laughs> relevant name wise. Yeah, there was definitely a point where we were like, "Wow!" Like even like four years ago, when we first found out he even had a half brother that was like playing baseball seriously, we were like, "Okay, perfect!" Like he'll retire and then. Little, even as a joke, we were like, great. Then it'll be Yoel Kiss, great. I mean, the timing right now is about as, as good as we ever could have imagined, but but we'll see. I, I don't think it makes sense to go too all in on Yoel Kiss when his, uh, the variance of his prospect is kind of all over the place. Jordan, have you seen the like those awful like Trump dynasty shirts that were like Donald and then like Don Jr. and like they went all the way down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want one that with like Yoenis. Yoelkis, Yoenis Jr., Yoelkis yep. Jr., going all the way down the shirt. We with need a big it. The bottom, or big pig at the bottom, with a big. Yes, <laughs> yes it's so. So we'll see. Listen, I don't want to get too excited. We already got pretty lucky with with Yoenis. So I'm not. I'm not going to get too excited about Yoelkis. Yeah, but I am rooting for him. Okay. Okay. Cool. Actually, I, I feel like uh, Yoenis has a chance that he signs with the White Sox. Some rumors lately, at least that uh, I saw that. I don't know. Who knows what's true and what's not? But that would be fun, right? Well, the one – I mean, that isn't a terrible fit. I mean, obviously, we really have no clue what his status is. Um, but if Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't want to shell out for Ozuna or Cruz, uh, I don't think Johannes is going to cost very much at this point. <laughs> and um, if he could win a DH job, I mean, you can't tell me he would be worse than what Edwin Encarnacion did for them last year, and they still you know, were pretty awesome. So I like that. Now, we're, admittedly, though, we are also rooting for the Oakland reunion. 
that that is that is really okay. top of our list. They did just right. trade Chris Davis too. There you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's all. But but we'll see. I hope he gets a job. But I mean, there's like a hundred free agents left, so uh, he's kind of far down that list, unfortunately. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And do you are you guys both Mariners fans? Mm-mm. No. So I am. Jake okay. is an Orioles fan. I'm an Orioles oh, fan. Oh, so that's what it is. Okay. It's kind of like coastal sadness. <laughs> coast to yeah. coast. Coast yeah. to coast. That's the way we like to think about it. Yes, coast to coast set. Actually, one of our very own, actually, uh, Steve <laughs> Scott over here, he's laughing because um, there was a moment in our Red Sox fandom that he actually almost converted to becoming a Baltimore Orioles fan to the degree that he came within pretty close of changing his debit card from being a Red Sox debit card to an Orioles debit card. I swear to God. And we have never let him wow. forget it. He like he shouldn't have told any of us, to be honest with you. Nope. That was a secret. That was a That's big a dark secret. moment. <laughs> it was Wait, dark. When? When? Was, yeah. take, take a guess what year it was, please. I, it was recently, I, the last 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I guess. Wait, in the last 10 years, then when Mookie was traded? No. <laughs> okay, so before then. So when they really, really, really sucked in 13, 14? Yeah, the 14, Bobby Valentine 15? year. Yeah, whatever the Bobby Valentine year 12. was, I, okay. I was completely done. I was I was really, really hurt by that team. I, actually, you know what it was? It was when Kevin Euclid got traded and, and Bobby Ooh. Valentine like threw him out to the Wolves. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I, it's over. Went to the he had two World Series in like 15 years of being alive, and it was like, this is where yeah, I draw the line. Oh, and the Orioles. And the Orioles were hot shit at that point. So they were. The Orioles were hot shit at the time. It's so they, funny you say that. I was having a very like existential conversation with someone recently, and we were talking like, yeah, like, you know, if my life ended tomorrow, like, would I be okay with <laughs> what I what I did, what I uh, lived? Okay. And this friend of mine is a Red Sox fan, and he was like, yeah, like, I think I'm okay. Like, I think I can go tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> that is spoken. Like, that's he wasn't saying that's it. That's a lot but, of like, parades. That's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't say it thinking about the Red Sox, but, like, I was like, dude, you're not an O's fan. Like, you haven't. There's no way you would say that. <laughs> No the Orioles chance. are going to be good at some point. I swear to God, I, I, I'm like a secondary. I'm a Red Sox fan, and you know what? I'm always I have the Orioles in the back of my mind. I have a really cool that's, dude. That's so weird. I would have thought that like <laughs> you would so pick weird. someone in that's the so NL West, yeah, like nope. outside of the division. That's that's yeah. what I always no. say to him. I don't give a shit. I actually like the Patriots <laughs> and the Bills. So you know what? Whatever. Chaos. Listen, I that's whatever. Football talk. We got nothing to offer, so skip <laughs> over that. But sure. <laughs> Orioles, uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the the latest news, which I'm sure you guys are uh, um, gonna gonna have your own your own takes on it, if you will. Uh, but with the Bauer signing over the weekend, and even just like the, I don't even know, theatrics of it, if you if you can call it that. Uh, what, how do you guys feel about that in terms of uh, a Bauer signing with the Dodgers for the money he got? Um, and then everything else surrounding it, because it's I don't even know where to begin in terms of what he did to poor Mets fans mm, mm. and secondary Mets fans, Gilly. True, we got we got True. a lot of flack for for bashing Bauer and got called Mets fans and multiple other things. And it was I don't know. We we go to the trenches on Twitter. So if you guys ever are in a pinch and need some yes. people to get real muddy. Where you guys? Let me tell you, we're 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 right in those trenches with you on on that specific take that you laid out there with regards to Mr. Powers ERA. So uh, we're in line on that one. Uh, thank you for for fighting that good fight. Uh, yeah, I mean the theatric. Like we knew they said they were going to do this from the beginning. So like anyone that's surprised that there was some drama around it or some level of 
I know he put out the thing. It was like, oh, it was an accident. We prepared. But it's like, dude, if you're already preparing merch for multiple teams, how many other people, free agents, are doing that anyway, whether it's behind the URL or not? Like, no one else is doing that. So, like, you're setting yourself up for bullshit like this, right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and, you know, for the Mets fans that are like, uh, oh, no, oh, this is so sad. We should be thumbhead. Dude, you had a freaking awesome offseason. You got Francisco Lindor, who's 7,000 million times more likable and better than Trevor Bauer. Yep. Uh, I think you should all be just fine. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, and honestly, just be glad that you still had a, a relatively good and exciting offseason. Yeah, I think that, like, I'm stoked that Bauer's on the Dodgers I think it's like a good spot because Jordan and I, and I think a lot of other people view him in baseball as like a villain, as a villainous figure. And as someone who like, I don't like rooting for both because I think if you're willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for the off the field stuff, he's just a schmuck. And at worst, he's harassing people. And so like, I, I don't want him like, I, I want to feel good about the people I'm rooting for, if that makes sense. And so, like, the Dodgers just won a World Series, and, like, I don't – like, they can be the evil empire, and he, he gets kind of, like, siphoned off into the corner of a team I'm going to be rooting against anyway. Where if he was, like, on the Mets, like, I want to – I want every good thing to happen to Francisco Lindor in the world, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? And so, to me, that – it's kind of like a – it's like a fitting spot, and it makes sense. On the other side, I'm stoked that it's over. Oh, holy yeah. shit oh my gosh <laughs> yeah because because and and obviously it makes headlines that he oh hi sav and like yeah i mean the fact that he was willing to get willing to take a three-year deal and the fact that he was the only pitcher of that caliber on the market even though of course we could debate how good he actually is um that's just what's driving that and like you know it's in some ways of course if you're a mets fan and you see that yeah they were going to give him that money and they tried to give him that money and he didn't take it you could say uh well that's shitty they should give it to other players or they should give it to real muto or they should give it to jbj or whatever and i and i get that but ultimately like the money is there we'd rather it go to the players than the owners so that's just kind of what's going to happen <laughs> is that the money's going to go somewhere and it's going to go to the best pitcher on the top of the market so. right it's not like it's either going to trevor bauer or homeless people like that's not like the <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that'd be great <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be awesome. good. that's the right, option we like, know what we're picking but uh, anyway, so yeah, so and and to Jake's point, it is just way easier to just like fold them into the yeah, Dodgers. Who I, now we even as a neutral, as close as they've gotten over the year, it's like okay, great, we, we want to see them win. Same with you know the Cubs when they finally won. Obviously, right. the Red Sox fitting yeah. this too. Sorry, like no no neutrals ever going to be pulling for them because they've right. won plenty. So and I, I also part of me is like betting on yourself with a one year opt out makes sense, mm-hmm. um, but like if you're a pitcher you're not going to take it almost like, especially him. Cause I think, I don't think it's a crazy take to say Trevor Bauer just had the best season of his career. No. Right. Because if you look at those numbers, like you don't replicate that year to year. People don't do that. Not even like DeGrom does that necessarily. Right. Right. And so here's a hundred percent chance. I think he's going to, you know, opt into that deal every, at every turn. So, Anyway, yeah, those are those are our thoughts on uh, on Trevor Bauer. Was there well, ever a point where you guys liked Bauer? Say that again. Yes, same. Yes. Was Here. there a point you liked Bauer, Jordan? Oh, yes. Yeah. In fact, I'm glad you I'm glad you asked that because I have a prop. But go ahead, Jake. <laughs> you 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 have a prop. UCLA, dude. Like, yeah. I remember UCLA. He was doing the crazy stuff where he was like running and crow hopping in between innings. 
and like they were the best team in the country and they were appointment viewing and he was like, Oh, like he's the dude who's the second best pitcher on the team. Like, and he's probably the third best pitcher in the country. Like I want to watch this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It was a, it was a combination of that. And like, you know, the stuff that, I mean, undeniably he has changed a lot of the way that the average pitcher talks about pitching and like the drive on stuff, like in some ways, a lot of stuff is revolutionary. And I totally get that. Right. He didn't invent it, but like, okay, I get it. We can give him credit for that. He's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. Right. Um, but yeah, it was in the numbers he was putting up. I mean, he is one of the greatest college pitching seasons ever to mm-hmm. the point where I was like, I love this guy. I don't know anything about him, thankfully. Uh, and, <laughs> and so I got this, uh, I have this USA baseball Jersey card of Trevor Bauer. And wow. Just, like, my favorite, well, that's awesome. One of my, I know it's just a podcast, but I, I, I <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah. One of my favorite cards that I got when I was collecting in high school and, um, and yeah, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This dude's great. And then like once it just went off the rails in Arizona. I was it was clear like, in Arizona that like it wasn't yeah. clicking with other human beings. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and it seemed to be just as much about clicking with other human beings than like Trevor Bauer, the pitcher. Um, yeah. But I think that I will, that's a big I, part. Can of I say one thing story, yeah. about that UCLA team? Mm-hmm. Best pitcher on that UCLA team. Not Trevor Bauer. Not Garrett Cole. Oh, Adam Plutko? David Berg. <laughs> oh, David Berg. Oh, that's a deep cut. Sorry. If you guys don't know who David Berg is, that's okay. Sidearm and is, closer. Oh. Yes. Sidearm and closer, one of the greatest uh, college re- uh, believers of all time. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly rather have David Berg on my team, and I don't even know what he's up to now. <laughs> Adam, Adam Plutko was on that same team? Adam oh, Plutko yeah. was, yeah. And they both end up on the Indians in the end, mm-hmm. or for a little while, I guess. Yeah. Wow. No shit. News to me. No, that's. I like those takes though. Realistically, I feel like Bauer kind of really doubled down on himself with the uh, even just the nature of the contract. It almost reminds me of like Richard Sherman, where it's like, okay, he really talked himself into a certain type of contract, and sure, he's got the highest AAV, but in three years from now, like, what are we going to be looking at? He could have still been making twenty-five to thirty million on a longer-term deal. Instead, he's probably going to be, I don't know. Struggling to find a job, maybe? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hop back to what Jordan said and and double down on the the amount that Jordan and I know about football <laughs> is so <laughs> shockingly minuscule <laughs> that I know who Richard Sherman is. I don't know what team he's on right now. I know that he used to be on the Seahawks. So, yeah. like, I'm just giving you – Okay, to give you I the apologize. No. <laughs> Jordan and I play a game every year before the Super Bowl called – how many guys can we name in the Super Bowl where we go back and forth and we each name a player until one of us is out. And then the next person has to like say one more and then they win. And last night we went, what, probably five each. Like (laughs) I didn't know Antonio Brown was in the Super Bowl. I didn't know like Jason Pierre Paul was in the Super Bowl. (laughs) We learned a lot. We learned a lot last night, I guess is the way to say it. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I watched I, a lot, but I played it was FIFA not... during the third quarter. <laughs> it, was, it was not a good sporting event, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, to your point, Trevor Bauer got a lot of money. I also think that like he was probably struggling to get a long term contract anyway, regardless of the market, because there is a lot of risk here, yeah. uh, just because of his track record on and off the field. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but also like. If he is struggling to find a job, he will have banked a hundred million. So who cares? <laughs> that is true. That is he, true. It's not really going to matter that much. It's also just such a no-brainer for the Dodgers. I think it doesn't halt their their big contracts, their Bellinger signings, their Bueller extensions that they're going to have to talk 
talk about they're still not really nearing the luxury tax. If you're worried about losing Corey Seager, I guess maybe then that's when it gets a little interesting. But with two, three years, I don't know. I This is a thing annoying. about the Dodgers that I think people forget about is that we see Los Angeles and we see the big pockets of that ownership group. And we assume that that team is built on big free agent signings, where if you look at it, they have developed better than really anyone else in baseball on both sides of the ball. It's really not And close. so much of that team is homegrown. Now, they've been able to keep Kenley and they were able to keep Turner because they were able to open the piggy bank for them. But at the same time, like that's – they're not a team built like the, you know, the mid-08s, mid-aughts Yankees. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. And so – it is interesting to see them break open the bank without having to sacrifice the future in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I mean they're in an amazing spot. Like they're 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 still easily better than the Padres, and the Padres did a lot. They did a lot. So yeah, no, it's it's a pretty easy move for them. Yeah, they have seven starters that would easily <laughs> be top three starters on probably what maybe maybe half, if not two thirds, of the teams. Tony- in Tony Gonsolin is the ace on the Orioles immediately. Oh my and god! Like, I will. I would love to I, see that. I will get Means, John Means tattooed <laughs> on my back, and Tony Gonsolin is the best pitcher in that team. <laughs> yeah. uh, Justin May also. He's also uh, on Exile Island now. He's he's completely. Yeah, gone. but here's the thing. I know there's. I don't know who which reporter was like. Oh, now people are going to ask about Tony Gonsolin. Um, but like the reason why the Dodgers are so good is because they just keep Gonsolin around and he throws like a really good 80 innings or 120 innings. And like, this is the thing. If you're Tony yeah. Gonsolin, would you rather throw a hundred and like 70 innings for the Royals and live in Kansas city and be on a bad team or yeah. throw a hundred meaningful and 15 postseason innings for the Dodgers mm-hmm. live in LA and get to like go to Dodger stadium every day. Yeah. Not that I he mean, gets to choose. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. You know. Easier, you know, it's... it's you can I'm say just saying it's keeping people happy. Like, a lot of that is sure. keeping people happy. Like, when you're playing, like, a manager mode on FIFA, right, mm-hmm. and it's, like, to make sure all your dudes have, like, the upward smiley face. Like, the Dodgers <laughs> seem to do a pretty good job of that. Yes, I agree. So what you're saying is your, so- your soccer is your number two sport? Soccer's I would say soccer is my yes. number two sport. And then oh, yes. s- professional cycling is my number three sport. We don't have to get into that right now. Playing cricket. <laughs> One thing I want to ask you about, and, uh, and actually Connor here is a uh, resident expert when he when he comes on in independent baseball in terms huh? of <laughs> little I – and we know that you guys are uh, are super knowledgeable about that. Um, it just tapped in. Um, Connor, did you, did you want to ask them uh, some, some baseball questions about indie ball as a, an American Association guy? Well, I know they're big fans, uh, so I wanted to ask them if they had any questions for me. Uh, about their, newest, their newest favorite player, Matt Poporico. Uh, oh, Pobo yes. Well. He played he – played, I'm a radio broadcaster for the Sioux City Explorers. Uh, he played for us a couple years ago, so I know right, so pretty well. If we're going to talk Sioux City – how yeah? How you how know, deep cuts do we need? How to go deep here? cut can we go for Sioux City? Because we can name some some explorers if you want. Do you want to talk about Daytona Bryden? Yes. Do you want to talk they, about that? Yep. I remember you guys. Uh, I saw your uh, you quote tweeted us or something on a podcast. Mm. Your D three mm-hmm. college sports podcast, Daytona yeah. Speed Bryden. 
Daytona, Daytona Bryden. Speed. Yes. How do I say this? So Daytona Bryden is maybe the best player I've ever played against in person, which she says more like about weeks. me than Daytona Bryden, and I'm I'm fully aware of that. I want to be clear. He lasted two weeks in the American Association, and I when I saw him, I was like, "That's Mike Trout." I was like, "That's Mike Trout." <laughs> Uh, just to fill everyone else in here, um, one of the reasons why Jake and I get along so well is <laughs> we care, and I know we'll talk more Major League Baseball and the the Boston Red Sox. Oh wow, oh, big okay. fancy okay. team! Like okay, I'd well, rather okay. talk to you Listen, <laughs> here's the thing. Yes, we have essentially made a living on. Re- well, that's not totally accurate. We have made a. Uh, a brand, a a reputation on caring more about literally every level of baseball that is not the major leagues. Uh, and that includes every version of minor league baseball, you know, which is part of major league baseball, right? So we know that. Mm-hmm. That includes every level of college baseball. I was watching NAIA nonsense this weekend. D3 season starting up. Junior college season starting up. That includes, of course, Winter League Baseball. We're watching Australia. We're watching Dominican. We're watching Caribbean Series. Of course, we were up at 5 a.m. watching KBO last summer. Like, that is really what separates us and what we care about. So if you can – so that's why this, this – Connor here, our good friend Connor. <laughs> Anna, I care about you more than the people who want to ask about Trevor Bauer. That's yes, now, that you, now that you have dropped the Sioux City Explorers on us, I mean, I Let's can go explore, all explore, man. Let's explore. I, let's explore. Let's here's explore. A, oh, here's look at this. Lang jersey. Oh, you can't see it. No, I, 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 I see oh, you got, I you got some, some Explorer swag. Yeah, used. Uh, Gabe used. Michael Lang. You ever, you know Michael Lang? If you know Explorers baseball? Legend. He's, uh, maybe? No? Franchise oh, leader in hits. Franchise leader in hits. Only the franchise yeah. leader in hits. He was also there for 10 years. number to be so retired I mean. for years on Twitter. And the Explorers won't do anything about it. It's a damn shame. It sounds like it sounds like they. It sounds like he was blocking Daytona Bryden. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, when I was, I want to say eight or nine years old, my dad, for some godforsaken reason, had a business trip to Sioux City, and he came back with a Sioux City Canaries hat, which I believe is what they used to be called, and I have it somewhere in my world is a Sioux City Canaries hat. And I from that moment, I, I remember being a kid, and it was like, they have baseball teams in the Dakotas? Like, they're not in Major League Baseball. So that, and like, it was like a moment of exploration for me. <laughs> this happens way more way more than it should. That's actually Sioux Falls. That's they're Sioux Falls. <laughs> We're in Iowa. Um, yeah, still, they have baseball City. in Iowa. So there's the Sioux, Sioux City Explorers <laughs> and the Sioux Falls Canaries are two yes. different teams. They uh, they were the canary. They started as the canaries. They switched for a few years to like the fighting pheasants, and they went back to the canaries. They I don't should... know why you would ever leave from fighting pheasants. You like yeah, upgraded that's there. That's a that's a huge downgrade. They should huge downgrade. join Just up if the they join forces. Maybe they could be a major league baseball team. But I uh, that happens so much. There's like promotions <laughs> at different ballparks when we travel that are like, is this Sioux Falls or Sioux City? It'll be like such easy, basic questions. Like this one's in South Dakota, and people are like, I have no idea, Sioux City, and they're like, No, wow. it's false. Oh, um, fell under the trap. <laughs> I found a ticket on a, on the floor uh, when we were in Chicago, and it said uh, Chicago Dogs versus Sioux Falls Explorers, and I tweeted it, and I was just like, Thanks, really appreciate this, Chicago Dogs. <laughs> really, really love it. But um, 
No, Matt Pobo. You know what's funny is you guys love Pobo because of the blonde hair that he he dyed his hair blonde, and I actually during the Tiger King craze photoshopped blonde hair onto Matt Poborico and I like quoted your tweet and I said life imitates art and uh, wow Bobo. I love that I see I I was in before he had the blonde hair I remember him he, he I don't know if he had it last year I saw him in the Dominican and he was he was shoving that he he loved the Dominican we FaceTimed him a few times during the winter he's sitting in like an infinity pool and he's like oh I'm shut down for the season I'm done he's like but why would I leave here? Dude, they like, have the I got best. Like another week here at my hotel. I'm staying. It's a great setup. It's a great setup. Like, I, I spent two months down there last year covering that league, and like, they. It's such a great experience. Like, if if I was able to play in it, I would go play in it. But I'm clearly not. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's not coming back to Sioux City. Uh, oh no, he's, he's going to Mexico, so he's going to go to the Mexican. But that's okay because. It's probably Funny enough. Money's good in Mexico. It is. Yeah, I can't blame him. But uh, he also cannot pitch in Canada, and we play against Winnipeg. That's that was a running joke last year. Like the only saves he blew were in mm. Winnipeg, and he blew like three run leads, clean innings, like no problems. And all of a sudden, he couldn't throw a strike. Everyone's like crushing doubles off of him. And the rest of the year, he was fantastic. And the running joke was always, he's like, I can't pitch in Canada. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. I just can't pitch in Canada. So I think he's going as far away as possible from Canada. I was going to say, it seems that the closer he gets to the equator, his ERA seems to go down. That seems to be the strategy. I think he's going to pitch in the big leagues. Maybe this is a crazy take. That is fucking crazy. It's called small state big takes I love it. (laughs) I would love it, yeah, because then I have a guy to get me tickets. But, you know, there you go. (laughs) Matt Poborico. No, I, yeah. If you guys want to, uh, you know, throw the explorers a follow, follow us. We're, oh, we're coming dude. back this year. Put out the schedule today. So. Only if you sign Daytona Bryden tomorrow. <laughs> Bring him back. Cowards. Cowards. <laughs> Lasted two weeks. We might, hey, nice if you guy. want He's other D3 guy. recommendations, we can definitely pass them along. <laughs> I had a fantastic discussion with him at Culver's on a road trip once, but other than that, just, I don't wow. know, really. <laughs> it is the most Wisconsin sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so yeah, funny. we had a great conversation at Culver's on a road trip once. We got home from playing Oshkosh. <laughs> <laughs> and a pack, the pack game was on, and Aaron Rodgers won MVP. And oh, oh yeah, Daytona Bryden dissecting baseball over cheese curds. Yeah. Oh, you oh. got the curds are out. Oh, oh. yeah, cheese curds. You know, little you know, spotted Culver's cow. is better. Yeah, spotted cow. They put uh, they put butter on the burger. It's why it's better. <laughs> That's true. It's called a butter burger. <laughs> they have no idea. They have no idea in Rhode Island. They have no clue. Oh. Can you didn't tell I went to college in the Midwest? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Well, I just wanted to drop that. Uh, love it. I love it. That was exactly the kind of deviation we're looking for. Yep. You know what? Connor took time out of his busy bachelor watching night. Where he I got uh... back to watching the Bachelor now. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted right, to drop. Dude. I heard you guys were coming on, so I was like, "Oh, I got to drop the the Pobo line off because they love that guy." And I got to break their hearts that he can't pitch. Head back to the Bachelor, man. There, you, you got bigger fish to fry. I totally respect that. <laughs> I got... No, I'm not. I'm not even being like annoying or like. You got to watch Go Matt watch James fall in love. Absolutely. You, you, you made your, you made your point. Thank you, Connor. Give the X's a follow back, guys. You, you got it. Thanks, Connor. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> so. <laughs>
All right, so now now we can get to the nitty gritty of talking Boston Red Sox baseball. What you guys are, are dying to do, obviously. Mm. Um, a lot can of we start with Kyle Hart? Hart? Oh, Please, Kyle have Hart? to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan Cole. No, but uh, but Bedroya, what do you what do you guys from your perspective? Mm. Bedroya's legacy and everything. I know you guys had June Lee, and then um, I'm trying to think of the Yankee fan. The Yankee fan rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to lie to you. They just had Good, their own. That was reason. the point. Yeah, he called, him, point. he called Pedroia a short Joaquin Noah. That me, yeah. that was so disrespectful. I was so <laughs> mad. I was visibly upset. I'm glad it was at the end because I am I, so. I have to let me tell you. I am so happy that pissed you off because that was like the point. That was the whole point. The goal of that segment was for Yankees fans to listen to June and be like, "God, get off your high horse," and then for Red Sox fans to listen to Randy and be like. This guy, ah, uh, it was pure, pure disrespect. Love I it. was, oh my god. Although June, June had a kind of a, it was a real, yet pointed comment that I, I kind of felt impacted by. Um, I think he called Pedroia, um, or said that he represented a fever dream for an average, uh, like unathletic yeah. white guy yeah. from Boston. Interesting. Describing me, but like a great <laughs> example of that hurts you. A little, and it's supposed to, and it's perfect, yeah. right? Like, spot on. I will say this. That was not the Pedroia segment I thought it would be. I uh, Especially, too, being Boston sports people, we've heard all the uh, the normal, oh, PD this, PD that laser show. And it's like that That kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, wow, this this did not boost my ego like I thought it would. <laughs> it's, it's good to do a little introspection from time to time. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we provided that. That I mean, I'm not saying that was totally our goal, but uh, but yeah, no. Was, uh, I mean, look, I think Pedroia is um, – it's weird because it's only been whatever three years, but with a pandemic year, it feels like 50 years since we saw him playing well. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's harder when you're that far removed from it versus like a guy who, uh, retires more on his own terms. Um, I think he, I mean, yes, all of those ways, you know, the ways we describe him in terms of the gritty nature, like it's all accurate. It's true. But like, he's also amazing, man. I mean, his, his natural baseball ability was truly, uh, something to behold, uh, and and it was a very unique watch too, which is something we yeah. always appreciate. So that in and of itself is is pretty uh, special. And I think something that fans want, and I think something that Boston fans as a city want, is for their athletes to care as much as they do. Definitely, absolutely. And I think that Petroya, I think that most athletes do care as much or more than you or we do right mm-hmm. but Pedroia showed it and exhibited that in a way that very very few other athletes do and have and i think that that is very meaningful and that is how a special fan base or a, a special connection happens between a fan base and a player right and i think david wright and the mets fans were similar like like david wright cared and you could yeah. watch and you could tell that he cared and that immediately made you love him and tatis is the same way with padres fans and it just that but those three dudes could not be like more different people, right? And like styles of player, but they all go to that same point, which is they really fucking care, right? And so I think, you know, I'm not going to dissect your whole city's relationship with Dustin Pedroia, but like to me, that's what it feels like is that he cared and you care, so you care about him. 
No. Yep, I agree. Yeah. A lot of caring. Definitely. Yeah, hey, that's why I don't know. Was great. Oh, no, I'm not going to make a football reference. I'm not because it might. You might. I don't know. It's not worth it. <laughs> here's the thing about our, here's the thing about our football knowledge is like if you want to talk about like 2007 football, like we're in. Like we can do that. Like we can talk Deuce McAllister and Ty Law, but like oh, anything oh, yeah. right now, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Do you guys play MLB the Show? Uh, not I, Jake has historically played more than me, but when I say historically, it's really only the last couple of years that we really have gotten into it. Um, as uh, as backyard baseball uh, uh, fans and uh, devotees, I think we generally crave the simpler baseball game, baseball video game, and and you know want that time. So the show has never totally latched on, but I also barely we. Didn't I certainly didn't have a PlayStation very much growing up. I know they're going cross console soon, which is who, which is yeah. great. Uh, but in general, especially over the last year, Jake has played more, so I will yeah. pass it over to him. So I, Jordan, Jordan and I grew up playing on Xbox and GameCube, mm-hmm. and then we did like a promotional event with the show, and they sent us PlayStations. Go no away, and and we were like. Oh, okay, now I'll play the show. <laughs> this is literally what it takes. But yes, that's cool. And yeah, I was we'll like, so just to give you the background, I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, like I'll play. And so I would say in like quarantine hits in March, right? Yeah, yeah. And like I got so deep into the show for about a two month period. I was playing about six to seven hours a day on Diamond Dynasty. And like grinding, like it was my life. Like I would wake up, I would eat breakfast, I would do the show or Instagram show with with Jordan, get my daily rewards, nine nine for a pack, and I would (laughs) I would play all day. And like that was that was my day. And like my girlfriend would be like, "Do you want to get lunch or go for a walk?" And I'd be like, "No, Um, (laughs) I have work to do. I have work to do. I have to unlock Matt Kemp or whatever the hell." (laughs) And I I did that for like two months. And then baseball, the season came back, and I was done. And I've played maybe two games since then, and it was great. And now I feel confident and competent with my show abilities, but I maybe play you know once every couple months now. Gotcha. But I was deep. I was deep. I was like making my logos. You know, I was in man. Rhode Island Waves. Shout out my Diamond Dynasty team. Heck yeah. I had I had Mike Trout in like four days, dude. I was like you grinding so hard. <laughs> playing those ranked games just to get fucking gems and all that. Oh it's so stubs. It's so Sorry. frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's, it, it, the thing about the show that is that I do think is great is it replicates the emotional and mental frustration of being a hitter. Absolutely. Right, where like yeah, yeah. hitting two sixty is pretty good, and like you're failing almost seventy five percent of the time, right? <laughs> and and I think that we underrate how impressive it is that major leaguers can like handle that failure emotionally all the time. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'm playing the show and I'm like going like over eight, I'm like, God damn it! Now imagine doing it for real in front of thousands of people Dude, right, when your right. job depends on it. Like, forget the athleticism. Like, forget all that crap, right? Like, like uh, the <laughs> mental aspect of it, I, like, wanted to go cry into a pillow if I lost the game, like, on the show, you know? <laughs> right. 
Oh, the dude that would message you after hitting a walk-off home run? Dude, I used to, like, just punch my couch and just be like, this fucking sucks! <laughs> I, I, like to message people. I like to message people after I lose. Yeah. Uh, when I lose, I like to message them, like, courteously. Wow, take the high road. I like take the high road. Like, same thing when I, when I play FIFA online. Like, if someone kicks a ball, I don't know how much FIFA you guys play, but, like, I play if someone... Online. If someone's like yeah. doing a goal kick, and you like pick it off, and you have like an open net with the keeper, I never take those opportunities. I pass it back and I reset my offense. Wow, right? that's awesome. That's so etiquette. Funny. It's etiquette. Yeah, so hopefully it pays dividends down the road. Actually, speaking of, it wasn't MLB the show. I think it was MVP Baseball back in the day. But um, someone just dropped a, a a piece today. Is it John Bois? John Bois? B O I S. Is it voice? Yeah. I've always in my head. I, I took French in high school, so I'm always like, "Wow, yeah, yeah, you're stuck on that." Okay. Yeah. Did what? you Did you see this, Jake? I did not. Oh I my god! Incredible piece. Incredible piece. I I I don't want to spoil it because it okay. was one of my favorite. I mean, John is amazing. Obviously, the premise is basically him facing Casey Fossum <laughs> online in MLB 2K6 <laughs> and not being able to figure out his ephus. I will say no more. It is a great piece. Oh. We love John. Oh my god, John. It's, it's very great. good. You should read it. <laughs> that made me very laugh much. out loud today during work. I was like, oh my god, this is what I needed. Yes. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite stadium you've been to? Mm-hmm. Asheville, North Carolina. Mm, there you go. Yeah, I assume you meant Major League, but we could go Minor League uh, too. We can get crazy. Yeah, Asheville's up there. Man, I just miss minor league baseball in general. Uh, of course, there's so many minor league ones that are a lot more. Oh, and intimate. did you guys ever get to McCoy? No, we didn't actually. Uh, I can't out. say I did. Yeah, no, New England in general. I mean, we've, we've been to Portland. That's a cool one. Mm. Portland is very cool. And I can't even say that I've been to Lowell, uh, despite my hat. Um, but yeah, no, we'll have to we'll have to make it out to uh, to Polar Park at least. In a weird way, New England is kind of our, like, considering how close we are to it. Because we never road tripped to to New England. You know what I mean? Like, we always went west or south. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did, right? A little stretch there. We did New Hampshire and and Portland. Um, But, yeah, in general, we have not been to that many up in that region. But Major League, I would say... Uh, the ones. It's yeah. like, do am I going to a game with Jordan? Am I going to a game with my family? It changes things. Right. If, if it's it just does, me it, and yeah, Jordan. But, it's PNC Park. Yes, I would say top five. In I mean Pittsburgh's definitely number one, but of the ones we've been to, which is like twenty to twenty three, we have like some discrepancies. Uh, Pittsburgh, Colorado, San Francisco. Wrigley, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego. obviously, uh, Dodger Stadium, and Camden, yeah, and Baltimore. Yeah, I, I, like I hate Camden. Oh, I hate really? Camden. I loved it. Wow. I had one bad experience. I I've been three times. Wait, wait, were you at the last game of the 2011 season? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't know. No, it was around that time, though. I'm not gonna lie. Mm, interesting. I have this terrible experience at Camden Yards. This guy, Robert Andino, he worked there. I don't know what his deal was. Yeah. <laughs> he was so mean to me. He was such a jerk. He didn't give my crab cakes. We were we were in between the building and obviously right field, and we were walking out onto the street, and I just like I was holding like 
my cousin's hand, my little cousin's hand. And this dude's like, watch where you're fucking going. Right. And I was like, my dad just like reached around, grabbed the guy. I was like, you don't talk to my son that way. You know, and it was just like, like typical, like. That was probably Robert like, Andino. Those, <laughs> those Baltimore fans, they have a reputation, right? Like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, it was like the one. Now I, I don't want to I don't want to get on a moral high horse here, but I would urge <laughs> Do you, it. I would urge you to not uh, set your assumptions of an entire ballpark mm. on the actions mm. of one probably <laughs> hammer <Yeah>. individual. <laughs> true, true, true. No, it's a beautiful park. I'm not it's saying true. that. It's, yeah. it's okay. A beautiful you had a bad time. The park had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes. I I agree generally with Jordan's list. Uh, I liked Colorado, but it's not in that top tier for me. Um, but yeah, San Diego, I think, is my number two. San Diego, hel- the weather helps. No, no shit. Um, <laughs> and I, it, it is a the food is incredible there. The concourses there are really open. I would probably put Wrigley at three, uh, and then Camden at four, and San Francisco at five. Probably my top five. I was also going to say, I think the weather also obscures how nice of a park it is. Like, I think we just assume, like, oh, San Diego weather, obviously it's good, but I think it's a great ballpark too. If you talk to people who work in baseball, they would want a neutral World Series seven games in San Diego, every All Star game in San Diego, every winter meetings in San Diego. It's like, it's a no brainer. Bottom of the list, which is always fun, Jordan. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we haven't been to the ones that people say are the bottom uh which is i guess oh i guess we have been to oakland we have not been to tampa our general thought is i would rather go to a place like oakland that kind of objectively sucks but has no care but has character to it yeah than like a cookie cutter interchangeable sure. ballpark. sure like, but i don't rather, know yeah like of the ones that I didn't like, I don't know. Like, I mean, Yankee Stadium is the bottom, and I'm not just saying. Yeah, that I hate Yankee Stadium. Like too. that's that for Very me. Weird experience wise. Oh, and I was by the way, I think City Field is awesome. I really like City. Mm-hmm. I do. I agree. I um, agree. But... Like I, I can walk to Yankee Stadium from where I am right now. It would take me about 40 minutes, and I would rather spend an hour on the train to go to City. The, Field. O- the only thing I like about Yankee Stadium is the the out cut of the. Uh, or the cutout of the old field, how it's like a rec yeah. field now, and people can just like go on it. That is kind of cool. But I, I did not like the uniformity, like walking in there. It's just, I don't know. It, it just feels like that the haves and the haves nots at that yeah, stadium. Exactly. Like it's like all the the normal folk are in the the bleachers or what would could be considered the bleachers everywhere else, and then it's like you have the ritzy people with no other people buying tickets around them in the uh, the actual nice seats. The discrepancy between Yankee Stadium and Fenway is a great place to get on your Red Sox high horse. Like, it's a perfect <laughs> spot to, to just ride it because Yankee the Yankees had the opportunity to basically do what the Red Sox did with Fenway, right? And they chose not to. And there's a variety of reasons. It's harder to get land in New York and whatever. But, like, Yankee Stadium is not fun to go there unless it's a playoff game, right? Right. Um, other bottom for me, old Texas sucked. I hated that place. Really? I don't, I still don't think they needed a new park, but like they, the old <laughs> place was not great. Um, 
that's really it. Like, I there there really aren't that. Nats Park is underwhelming. It's fine. It's just kind of like boring and interchangeable. Really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's grown on me. I'm. I agree with your point, but I think it's grown on me. But but PNC yeah, number one for both of you, though. PNC is number one. Yeah, PNC. That's awesome. Pretty, okay. Pretty awesome. So that hurts because man, those owners are such douchebags. <laughs> yeah, it's for it's, the most it's part a different. It's a different category, man. There are a lot of owners that are wanting to be super cheap. They just have to be there, just at the top of the the cheap mountain right now. But yeah. they're not alone. Like, like if you're no, looking at not. the cheap, you have to look at the cheapness percentage, mm-hmm. right? Cheapness relative to the amount of money a team has to spend. So, like the Cubs' cheapness ratio probably worse than the Pirates' cheapness ratio. Yeah. And That's Boston, sort of. Cubs are at the top of that list right now, but you know. But yeah. That's that's the way we look. Like, and the thing with the pirates that really sucks is like when that when they're good, man. Like the Cueto game, like that city cares. Yeah. That city oh, yeah. gets great into sports it. City, of great sports town. Yeah, yeah great, really good sports town. The, dude, prime McCutcheon years were so fun to watch Pittsburgh uh, be good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been to Rogers Center? I have, Jake. Jordan not, has, and not, I have not. Not when I, uh, but not since I was very, very young. But I do remember it pretty well. Yeah, so do, I was probably like twelve. I got an uh, open and closed game. Okay, yeah, so that was awesome. Same series, uh, many times. It was awesome. So it was like twelve bucks to sit on the the first row in left field. So I, I loved it just because I got a little bit of both. And it mm-hmm. made me appreciate it a lot more. I will I think... say, in, in that category, we saw, because I'm pretty sure we saw both in Houston and in Miami, and mm-hmm. I think Seattle, possibly. Did I not say Seattle for the top five? Well, they're, they're also in the top five. Yeah, I don't see um, uh, but I, I thought, like, Dome Baseball, it's weird, but I don't, I don't know. I don't mind it. I, yeah, I, I like it, it too. With, in the right context, I think it's like, I when I went to Toronto, it was definitely roof open. So, yeah. Well, it I, I haven't seen a ball hit off the roof. I haven't been sitting there and like being like, "What the fuck," <laughs> you know. So I'm pretty being sure that only prop, ha- that yeah. only happens at one stadium. I, I that's know the I'm, reason why it's the worst. Exactly. Yeah, that's a reason yeah. why it's the worst. I, as someone who has not been to the Trop and has not been to Chicago to to the White Sox Stadium, I think the White Sox Stadium is worse from afar. Hmm. The trop is weird, dude. It's like baseball twilight zone, right? And there's something entertaining about that. Whereas hmm. the White Sox stadium, it's just like it feels like a generic like park. It's just nothing to it. And part of that is the history, right? It was built right before Camden, and so it's like the last of the not interesting ballparks. But yeah, I would take the trop over over the White Sox. I think the only other park that I'm kind of intrigued to go to, which I don't know if you guys have gone to, is Comerica. Yeah, I've not been there. Yeah. I, that seems good. That seems yeah, like a good one. But I feel like I could be easily disappointed there, too. You know? Well, like, if the Tigers are playing, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and presumably there's not going to be anyone else playing there. You're like, wait, they're running out Jordan Zimmerman again? Again. <laughs> Oh man! Who's Who's Maya is not walking through that door, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Who's your guys' favorite players ever? Did you guys cover that yet? So I want to know who who do you guys. There there must be like people that you guys like go to that you love the most. Like now or like ever? 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 ever. This dude right here, Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, let's go! Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I was born. This is Jordan's heard the story more times than he needs to. But I was born the day Ripken tied Garrick. No way. Uh, nine five nine five. My grandma's a Orioles fan. Left my mom while she was in labor with me and went to the game. So that's why I'm an O's fan. That's Gotta respect that. Wow. Love that's it. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, Ripken is on that list for me. I think Jordan and I both agree that when we were growing up, Sosa was the guy over Maguire and over Bonds. Uh, and then, like, kind of going back and letting baseball history wash over you at times, like we do. Guys that I've been intrigued by, uh, Roy Campanella is someone I go back to who I find just, like, super interesting yeah. and, like, very underrated. Uh, and then Ichiro would be the last name I would throw out mm-hmm. because I think he's the most beloved player in baseball history. No one hated him. That's true. I yeah. just wanted to say it. My mom and dad went to Ripken's last game at Fenway. My mom actually went to school with Brooke Fordyce. So oh! they, 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 got to, they got to meet Cal Ripken at Fenway, and I was super pissed because I had, like, I don't know if I had a football game or a basketball game or something, but it, I was so mad. Dude, you're underselling yeah. the headline, which is that they got to meet Brooke Fordyce. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, St. Bernard's High School. My mom went there, and they were pretty good friends. So, awesome. what about you, Jordan? Those are all good. Yeah, Soso was definitely um, when I was like five. He was probably the first baseball player I had any cognizant knowledge of. Um, I don't have any Baltimore connection, but I grew up in this D.C. area, and uh, the Nats were terrible and very lame when they first got here in 2005. So Christian I didn't care. Guzman would beg to differ. Christian Guzman, no, listen. <laughs> I have a lot of affinity for all those terrible players. Like, trust me. But like, I was very much not a Nats fan. Okay. Um, I honestly now is the most I'm a Nats fan ever than ever before. Like, because my my brother and my family are actual Nats fans. The but, moment Juan Soto made contact with the Josh Hader fastball <laughs> in the 2019 Wild Card game was the peak of all of our Nats fandom. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so I do. The Nats are probably my 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 go to National League team at this point, but. That, that kind of left me open for, for fan free agency uh, as I was uh, kind of growing up. And, you know, I had a little had a moment with definitely with the Cubs. Derek Lee is absolutely yeah. up there, too. Uh, once I was, like, cognizant of, like, so I knew Sosa was gone, but I was still excited when the Cubs were playing. So, like, Derek Lee was very much yeah. uh, that guy. Um, and then... And then the Rockies were also a team that I really liked, uh, and Tulo was absolutely that guy, and Carlos Gonzalez. And then it was Felix, another Orioles legend, as we all know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Felix, no, Felix is number one. I got Felix. Yeah, so, so Felix Indino. is, Felix is a, a gigantic part of the reason why I am a Mariners fan today. So uh, he is he's the, uh, the correct answer. Jordan, who's your favorite bad Mariner? Oh, my God. Well, that's a long list. I mean, Carlos Pagaro. I mean, <laughs> there are there there are so many in, in that. Oh well, Unieski is probably the answer. Yeah, Unieski. Oh, Bancor. Bancor, hell yeah. yeah. I yeah, I still believe. For yeah, I think this is probably. the I would ask you to stop believing. Yeah, I, no, I think. <laughs> what a name, though. What a, that's an all-time name. Yeah, yeah. no, Unieski. He's he's whew, man. Uh, so yeah, so I, I would say those those are the ones. Um, and then now, I mean, Johannes Cespedes, duh. Uh, and then Juan Soto is my favorite non-Mariner, easily. Now, this is, I, I think, in an early podcast, I, I kind of was re-listening to some of your earlier stuff, just for, for context, too. But you had a fun, um, it might have been your first podcast you recorded, where you talked about favorite replacement level players of all time. 
So oh. I'm curious of what you'd say now, because I think I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, uh, someone said Daniel Nava, and that like yeah. that struck a chord with with me. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, oh man, okay. you must have been Alexi Amarista. Can Ooh, I offer? Okay. A hey, yeah, good one. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. It's easy. It feels like a good category. This is. That's one where it's like he's only getting to replacement level because he's good at defense and he's fast. Whereas then there's also the replacement level where they're like the Carlos Pagueros where like they're so bad at defense and they're so slow that even though they're hitting 20 home runs, they're bad. But I think um, the most interesting type of replacement player that's the rarest is the guy who doesn't suck at anything and isn't good at anything at all. Like <laughs> getting to well, zero. Pedro right. Siriaco. Pedro yeah. Siriaco. I was going to say Jordy... <laughs> Jordy Mercer, although Jordy he, Mercer, was, he was a little probably a little that. too good at defense. Emilio Bonifacio. <sighs> Bonifacio is interesting, but at his peak, no, he was like stealing too many really bases. Bad. Yeah, you're and, probably right. Yeah, and I'm like played a lot of positions. An outfielder. Which... It's an outfielder who can't play center. Can only yeah. play the corners. He probably is a left fielder. I think it probably is a left fielder. It's someone like. Because if you think like, but here's the problem: you think like Seth Smith. Now okay, you're getting too good. I have a guy, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lou Ford. Lou Ford. That's, Luke Scott. Very, that's very solid. Luke Scott was better than you think Ryan Kalish. <laughs> oh, did, did I hear Kalish? Did I hear Kalish? Remember the tribe right there, I believe, Jordan. Oh, Jesus. absolutely. But like guys today, like, okay, so wait. If you if you guys keep throwing names out, I will go to Baseball Reference and I will look at I'm trying to think of Red Sox. In 2019, it was between 0.5 and point. Negative point five war, right? I mean, because it's it's it has to be a position player, and it has to be, I think, an outfielder, uh, or like, well, who is the other Oriole? Well, Ty Wigginton before he had the awesome season, oh, yeah. probably fits Ooh, in that, that category. Todd Zeal, Todd Zeal. No, Todd Zeal. see catchers. Go back and look at Todd Zeal. If you can catch, yeah, catchers. I don't think you could do a catcher because. Catchers bring in yeah. value that's never good. Their war is always going right. to be yeah. low anyway. This so. is an amazing question. Do you guys have – He um... asked in 2000 and – I love this. <laughs> yeah, Someone did Gordon Beckham. I remember that being like, whoa. whoa. Oh, Brett what? Laurie, friend of the program. True. Brett Laurie. Well, well <laughs> both of them – yeah. <laughs> See, it's weird for them though because like on one hand, on performance, you're probably right. But they were still such, especially Beckham was like such a big deal prospect wise yeah. and did have a hot start. Laurie certainly was amazing. So like right. it's better. The, the best answers of this question are the ones who have came up average and went out average oh. or not average or came up replacement level and went out replacement level. Rosny Castillo. Perfect. Oh, was, well. Well, I mean, hey, we, don't, we, don't oh, we don't know. Oh, yeah. hey. Finally freed Rosny Castillo. <laughs> God, dude. hell yeah. I hope he hits 100 He's homers in Japan. All right, Jordan, I have the list in front of me. Mm-hmm. Most played appearances in 2019. I'm just doing 2019. War between negative uh, 0.5 and 0.5. Okay. Names. Okay. I'm just going to read the top 10. Okay, right. quickly. Now, I would say some of these guys are not replacement. They're above replacement who had bad years. Mm-hmm. There is one gentleman on this list who I believe is your answer, Jordan. Okay. Who have I said him yet? No, but he's. Oh, right. oh I see. Ready? Go ahead. Yeah. Number one, Hosmer, Grichik, nope. Renato Nunez, Rugnet Odor. Number five is the guy who you're going to say, so I'm going to skip him. Okay. Brandon Crawford, Miggy, which is sad. <laughs> Franmil, <laughs> who is almost too good for this. 
Orlando Arcia, who's a fun answer, and then bad Chris Davis. Okay. Now the answer at number five, Jordan, is Malik Smith. And that is the mm, Yeah, I don't know. He's fast though. He's super fast. Defense worse than you would think for someone that fast. And then the offense was good for like 20 minutes. So. Jordan, I, on this list is the most replacement replacement player. Yeah. Brandon Dixon. Ooh, hey, he led the Tigers in homers. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so Rowdy Telez is a great answer, although he might be better than I that. think Brandon Dixon is an answer. No, Rowdy Telez could be okay. He's too good against the Red Sox to make this list because he hits 80% of his home runs against the Red Sox. That's... You know, you know who's a replacement player who I hate is Garrett Hampson. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh, Garrett Hampson. Just hate. texting someone about Garrett Hampson. Uh, also, Christian hate, Stewart. Hate, I'm going to nominate Christian Stewart on the Tigers. That's Oliver's boy. Oh man, I think I'm out on the Garrett Hampson train. I bought too. I bought in too early. He's the ultimate fantasy baseball like sleeper pick every year, Just and I always he's a buy in. And he's fast, yeah, no. Billy, yeah. Billy McKinney. Oh, Ooh, that's Yankees the answer. Great. We did it. Billy we did it. We found <laughs> it. It's Billy McKinney. Wow. Billy and McKinney. then if he, Clint Frazier. Perfect. Then, hey, boring corner outfielder who can't play center, has no power, traded like five times. Yeah, you're right. If Blake Rutherford ever makes it to the big leagues, he can he can replace Billy McKinney. Whoa, come on. <laughs> Friend of the barbecue, kind of. There How old is he? Blake Rutherford? I don't know. Probably 23 by now. Okay. Wow. Billy McKinney is the answer. I can't get Michael Hermosillo out of my head. That's the only name I can hear up, which is not bad. <laughs> Right, I feel like he's he's a guy that I'll have an MLB the show. It was like a bench bat. Like, yeah, he's that's not really that great, that's but a good one. That's I'm a good in a one. pinch for a pinch hit. I don't know. <laughs> Friend of the program, Christian Arroyo. Oh, good. True. That's, that's a, a good, good answer. <laughs> that's a good infield great answer. Great answer. <laughs> I've got a final question from me that I want to know, and that is, <laughs> who is your guys's favorite Red Sox player? Now or down. ever. Hey, ever. I don't care. There's no one else. Right Sorry, now, Ted Williams. Yeah. Sorry, Nomar. Sorry, Manny. Sorry, Poppy. I we love Manny Ramirez. Obviously, we love Manny. Is my Poppy. favorite ever, and I think it's yeah. fucking irresponsible if you choose ever <laughs> over Manny. Ramirez. That's fine. <laughs> then I'll change his question and say now, and I will say that it's Robbie Devers, and it's not close. Um, not to uh, be like have you guys followed our stuff, but are you familiar with the piece of content we produced with Mr. Rafi Devers? No. It's okay. No, okay. I, I'd rather really not so that we can show you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, am yeah, not. I have not. I'm not sure I recall, to be honest. Okay, good, good. This is great. Well, this is what we um, want. Then this story is much better. Um, <laughs> we, this was in 2016, right? Yes, 2016. Uh, our good friend Raphael was hanging out in the Carolina League with the Salem Red Sox. Carolina and, League, Virginia? Yes, in, in the Virginia Carolina League. Um, <laughs> and Rafi Devers at this point, of course, is uh, 19 years old. He might be 18 years old, but I think age 19 season, whatever. Um, Rafi Devers is hitting like 300, even though he's a child and looks like a child. <laughs> Rafi Devers has braces at this point. <laughs> and we know that he is... That's not a, a joke, guy. by the way. No, he does. It's crazy to yes. think. Yeah. And we went to, say this was on one of our road trips, and we were like, hey, like we would love to do... As Have you guys ever been to Salem? Anyone no. Been to Salem? Okay, no. so they have a mini 
Fenway. Uh, like down. every, um, I believe every city over, like between thirty-five and eighty thousand people in New England is <laughs> legally required to have one of yeah. these Fenways. <laughs> and to be clear, to be clear, not I know Portland has like the wall and like we're talking like tiny, like like little wiffle ball size field. Okay, so like down the line that you can like eighty, a hundred feet, feet, whatever, hundred feet tall. Okay, uh, and we were like, okay, well, this is something you know we we're coming up with with content ideas, and we're like, hey, like. What's something we can do with a 19-year-old Dominican that definitely doesn't speak any English? I'm like, all right, let's... And this is before I had any... Like, we're oh, yeah, like zero. We got nothing. We got nothing. But we were like, listen, we want to be inclusive. And, like, Ravi Devers is the man. So, like, let's let's pitch to do, a, like, a basically a wiffle ball derby at Mini Fenway with Ravi Devers and another Red Sox legend. If you guys know who this guy is, credit to your prospect knowledge. He is no longer with the organization. His name is Nick Longy. Okay, shouts out to him. I don't know where he is now. Anyway. the Reds? He was with the Reds. Who knows? Okay, I think he signed another minor league deals this winter. Okay, so Nick Longy, Raphael Devers are willing participants. Yep. And we spent, I mean, probably 20 minutes, like 30 minutes. Like, I mean, the notion of getting any of these major leaguers for more than, you know, 30 seconds is crazy, now, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, we were there a few hours before game time and we got Rafi Devers to come out and, and Jake, you know, pitched him some underhand. It, we were using like, uh, like uh, they weren't wiffle balls. They were like, um, like foam, basically. Oh, yeah, they God. were like foam balls, but uh, pitching to Rafi Devers and I was running around with a GoPro or whatever and, and filming it. And just, he was, I mean, even with this stupid game with the plastic bat and the foam ball, he was like ripping him like oppo, right? It was like the same swing. <laughs> and it was so ridiculous. We were like, this guy and the and the exit velo with which he was hitting these, of course, I mean, it's a foam ball, but he was still like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. And he was having a great time. And I mean, obviously he, he had no freaking clue what we were what was going on, <laughs> but he was so nice. We awarded him a trophy. And uh, we went on our well, merry way. I think you got to think about it from his perspective, right? Oh, yeah. He's sitting there in fucking Salem, okay? And his life is wake up, eat breakfast, go to the ballpark, FaceTime his family, who's probably still in the DR, play a baseball game, go home every day. That's his life, right? And, like, the fact that we showed up and we were like, hey, you want to – crush some wiffle balls at like 4 p.m. Like he was so down. And and at the minor league level, that's all it takes. Like if you can break up these guys' monotony, yeah. they're in. And I will never forget how fun he was just to be around. Like mm-hmm. he exuded joy in a way yeah. that is legitimately rare. Yeah. And so that extremely positive experience obviously made us forever fans of Rafael Devers. <laughs> but I will say very confidently that had that never happened, he would very likely still be one of my favorite players because obviously, as I mentioned, I love Juan Soto and there's a lot of similarities there. And one specific one that I think people really started to pick up on uh, this past season, um, our, our good friend who we've had on the pod a couple of times, Julian McWilliams pointed this out is there are very few players more expressive in the mm-hmm. box between pitches who you can see reacting to everything. You know, when he takes a ball, when he takes a good strike, he's like shaking his head and laughing. And when he takes a, when he holds back and he like is really happy that he didn't swing at a bad pitch, like he shows you all of that. Mm-hmm. And it is so relatable and it is so personable. 
And to see someone who, as we know, has probably the best baby face in the entire league, even though he has finally gotten rid of his braces, I believe, um, is just a joy. And uh, the fact that he did his, I mean, his season in 19 was unbelievable. Like, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Holy crap. Yeah. A historic season. I believe he's one of only like four or five guys ever with that many extra base hits in a season uh, at that young of an age. It is. It is. It was totally dwarfed, of course, um, you know, by by Mookie and by by Bogarts and by uh, you know Martinez, but I just think he is he really is the 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 face of this team uh, along with Bogarts, of course, and maybe never do go. But I just man, he's so much fun, and I, I I I'm I'm all in on on Rafi just being being a star. I just retweeted the video, and it is I, I just watched it for a brief moment as you're talking about it. Unreal. The bat flips are arguably my favorite part. Every homer, he's he's yeah. shucking his bat at one point. I think Jake, you catch the bat and you throw it back at him. <laughs> oh my! I was so nervous. I was so. It's so funny you bring that up because like we used to do all this stuff with minor leaguers and like fuck around with them, right? And like the rules are don't injure them, and that's it, right? Like the only thing the MLB club cares about is like they don't say anything heinous, like beyond the pale. And don't break an arm, right? And beyond that, they're like, sure, whatever. And I remember having this moment where I wasn't thinking, and I threw a bat at Rafi Devers. <laughs> and, like, for a half beat, I was like, oh, fuck. You're like, it's over. I'm like, it's done. Like, oh, I'm going to have to go oh, to grad school. This picture, man. <laughs> this picture that you retweet. Yeah, like, it was, it was so great. And so, like, I mean, again, you can go just search whatever. Raphael Devers, you know, Salem bat flipping, you'll find it. Um, so <laughs> Unreal. I love it. No, it's that's a great that's, watch. I mean, like, he's well, not going to be – like, I mean, correct, they're on their – correct answer is still Manny Ramirez. I mean, yeah, yeah. sorry. Well, I would say probably one of my top five to ten favorite players of the 20th, 21st century. Like, the videos of him – I know this is in the 20th century and not the 21st. The videos of him in – uh, New York City and playing in high school are some of the most incredible baseball videos I've ever seen. Like just like playing at like a local park against like high school kids, and he just looks like peak Manny Ramirez already. It's a <laughs> joke. That dude so was a freak. Can I just say, watching this video back, Nick Longy literally looks like Michael Chavis. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Michael Chavis. Like it might as well just be Michael Chavis. <laughs> like if we posted this video and didn't link to it, and we're like, "Remember when we bat flipped with Michael Chavis and and Ralph Bevers?" People would be like, "Yeah, it's sweet." Michael Michael Chavis would be like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Totally. yeah do you want- Hey, I have I have three questions. I know we it's, it's going to be over soon, but I have three questions. Two for Jordan. All right, okay. first. Because you said you're a big fan of Derek Lee, do you remember when Derek Lee and Chris Young fought? Uh, 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 do I? Of course. I, I can't say that I was like watching it live because I didn't have MLB TV when I was yeah eleven. But yeah, absolutely. That was probably one of the earliest baseball fights. Yeah, I was was was, uh, was cognizant of. Yeah, I don't remember. So we did on, on baseball barbecue. We did a whole brawls episode when we first started, and I don't think we got that much into that one. I, I'm sure it came up, but. Uh, I, yeah, asked, I just remember that being notable because, like, Derek Lee is, like, the most, by all accounts, the most laid-back normal dude right. in the game. Uh, and so to see him doing that, so, yeah, I remember that. Normal people fight, Jordan. That's true. 
I, I shouldn't. I just the reason I asked this is because I can never find a YouTube video of that or any MLB video of that. Like it's like you in my brain that it happened. Yeah. Sure, you didn't just imagine it. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> the, it's Mandela uh, effect there. <laughs> right. Thank you for confirming it. Yeah, no, right. that definitely happened. Also, yeah, in- I literally, I literally just found it. I googled Derek Lee Chris Young. <laughs> no, no shit. There you go, internet shit. <laughs> No shit. Wow, that was tough. Also, wow. it's so funny because Chris Young's a GM now. <laughs> yeah, for the yeah that's crazy. Oh, there it is. Well, son of a bitch, and it's the number one thing that you see. Uh, it does only have 700 views, or at least the one like, I'm watching. It's so. like in 360, like <laughs> like 720p. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if when he interviewed for the Rangers job, they were like, um, "How would you explain your your uh, your actions during this day?" Well, that's what's so weird about it is like Chris, both Chris Young and Derek Lee seem like very laid back, incredibly intelligent people. Yeah, right. Like they both seem very smart and unlikely to fight. Mm. Yeah, they do. And here, and here they are having this issue. <laughs> And yet, <laughs> duking it out in Wrigley. All right, question number two, though. Ready? Yep. Hit me. What are your thoughts on John Olerud? Ooh. Both, of you, both of you, Jake, too. I want to know what you think, too. Ooh, John Olerud. I John respect Olerud. anyone who uses protection. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, John Olerud is I remember. I, I remember we did – I'm pretty sure we did John Olerud's birthday on our on our Instagram morning show. Um, and the job, the, the reason he wears the helmet is a pretty crazy thing. Like he, I'm pretty sure he got hit. It was in college and he basically had it his whole career and he was in the middle. He's one of the greatest college. I think there's an award named after him. I'm pretty sure one of the greatest college players of all time. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a legend now again. Like I, I think I've, I've. I don't know if I, I guess I didn't mention this earlier, but like I was in a Mariners fan when John Lurie was on the Mariners. So it's not like I have any sort of particular attachment to him, but as far as unique players and like baseball reference pages that like you go back and you're just like, Holy shit. Like this dude was not just a role player. He was unbelievable. So yes. Underrated player for sure. Right. And this is the final, this is my final question and we'll wrap it up. Whoever else wants to wrap it up. But my mm-hmm. final question to you guys, both of you, could you please rank the new England States in order of your favorite to least favorite? This is a great question. This is a fucking phenomenal question. Wait, <laughs> All right, so... Claire, Claire, the states in question and on the board are Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Yes. You got it. Six states. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Jordan, after you. I, I know that Jordan... Oh, boy, you you want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> you're going to... I know you're going to... You're going to take Maine with the first pick. Am I correct? I think I am, yes. yes. Okay. Wow, that's a first. That is I a think first. I probably would, too. Wow. Um, Have you yeah. been to all of the states? Yes. I, we've been to all of them together. Yeah. That's a Clearly. I mean, like, respect to you folks. <laughs> Have I been in Rhode Island for more than 10 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> I visited Brown. I went on the Brown okay. College tour. I did not. Go. So, okay. So actually, oh, you know what? My roommate in New York, my good friend Eric, shouts out to Eric. Shouts out to Eric. Proud Rhode Island native. And that and I love Eric. And I unfortunately, you know, I had to move out of New York City because I don't know if you guys saw there was a pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. He's probably uh, related to one of us. That's how Rhode Island works. So yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's really... kind of like how all of us Jews are related. Exactly. <laughs> Let me say before I lived with Eric, Rhode Island would pro- and and if I had if I wasn't reading the room that this was a Rhode Island podcast, <laughs> no, yeah, then Rhode true. Island would probably be true. bottom two. I no, guess. actually, no. I don't, but I don't know. But I don't know why I would even say that. No, I don't know. I, I, the point it's is, your it's order. It's okay. Your don't don't succumb to peer pressure. Ready? Ready? Here we go. Here All we right. go. I'll say what? Maine one, Rhode Island two. No. Vermont three, Massachusetts four, New Hampshire five, Connecticut six. Okay, my my turn. Can- <laughs> Maine one, Vermont two. Gap, <laughs> uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Gap, Connecticut. Oh, I love it. Oh. At least you have Connecticut at the bottom. That's all that yeah, matters. You know, no, gotta, all gotta, all that gotta give you some props to not pandering with, well, with the Rhode Island right. pick. Rhode, I, I, you have to understand like the experiences that we have had in these places, right? I saw... Um, we went to a game in New Hampshire, and it was—I I will never forget it. I remember I dropped my phone. I broke my phone in New Hampshire, and that stays with me. And for that reason, I love the whole state, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> totally yeah. rational. Yeah. Oh, rational. Rowdy Tellez. The Rowdy Tellez. We're talking Rowdy Tellez. Found out he was Jewish in New Hampshire, yeah. and that was huge. Yeah. And oh. then I, I hated visiting Brown when I was in. <laughs> what? I hated what happened? What happened? Oh, it was weird. Here. What time of year did you go? The place was like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to go to Create class. Your own major. Yeah, I know thanks. No thanks. Oh. Um, and for I that believe... reason, I'm out. Oh, <laughs> damn. My brother's uh, a brown guy. Maine, I Maine and Vermont, an easy big gap above the other two. Uh, and yeah. part of that is, again, like, we don't live there, right? So I'm looking at these states for their vacationing abilities. <laughs> Regions, Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Again, my, my roommate's doing most of most of the heavy lifting okay. getting Rhode Island. If you guys if you guys toss me some tickets to the Newport Folk Festival, maybe we can talk about bumping Rhode Island up on the list. That would be Dude, a I great... had tickets last year and of course cool. the pandemic hit. The cool. one year I finally get folk festival tickets. Is it a big deal? Is it like a it big is. deal? It's yeah, hard. it is. It's huge. Tickets. It really is. And if you don't buy them ahead of time, then all of a sudden you're paying like I don't even know, five hundred percent and I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't spending that much coin, so I, I finally remembered one year. Jordan, and me, you guys, you, yeah. Jordan me and you will will head to uh, the town that Kurt Schilling bankrupted, <laughs> and then, and then we'll we'll it's head by state, we'll swing by the state. We'll swing by Cranston. <laughs> yeah, go. Right? Yeah. Shouts out to Cranston, and then we'll <laughs> head up to Woundsocket, yeah. oh, home of, uh, a home of the Woundsocket Rocket. Oh, and then Delhi. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We, yes, do, sir. we do probably. And then we can uh, drown our sorrows with some Narragansett and call it a night. <laughs> I got myself a Gansett in the fridge as we speak. There you go. Well also yeah. the Newport Gulls, very cool um collegiate um ballpark. Oh, like, are they any from the water? I just yeah. want to let you all know, despite the pandering, still fifth. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, remember that next time you invite us on, all right? Yeah, get, get, your shit, get your shit together. Next time I'm on. How can we improve? The Paw Sox left. There's nothing to fucking do here. They, they fucked us. Do 
Give me some feedback. Give me some feedback. Yeah, you need some criticism, please, God. Walter Governor, too. A rubric, a rubric to improve. We're we're at a two and a half out of five, dude. I haven't heard the word rubric in a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked. Oh, that's it for my question. Thank you for asking that question. I was not. That was great. That's a great question. You're welcome. Um, I guess the final final thought on my end, at least, is can you give us some type of uh, some preview of what you'd think the uh, the 2021 Red Sox season would look like? I, you know what? You just hit us with some reality uh, in terms of the Rhode Island uh, takes there. So <laughs> you might as well pour it on at this point. So we've been on this call for about an hour and a half. And so yeah. I feel I feel like I could be honest with you guys. Do it. <laughs> I, don't, I, feel like- I don't fucking care. If we're going to talk, talk about the teams I am most interested in heading into 2020, Red Sox are bottom five. Bottom five easy. I am excited to see how Boston falls in love with Kike Hernandez. Is probably We will. Oh, we, we, yeah, we definitely will. will. Yeah. That was, I, but good. other than that, I, don't, I can't <laughs> I even you know, how much I don't care. I mean, I... I'm, I am mostly with Jake, although I will try to end on a relatively more positive <laughs> note, which is that at the very least, you have added, I don't know how much better, I mean, God, I hope they're better, but uh, I don't know how, if they're anywhere near a postseason baseball team. But I will say, they have absolutely added in watchability factor with Kike, with Hunter Renfro, with Garrett Richards. Even with Adovino, like they have now more baseball players that when I'm hopefully not watching them that much, but when I'm watching them, I'm like, hey, Hunter Renfro's batting. Like I'm, I'm more excited. Hey, oh, Richards, I'll watch a Richards start, right? Like last year, there was literally not a single Red Sox starting pitcher that I had. I, I mean, I was actively turning it off, right? It wasn't even just like well, I'm excited so to watch. So are we. They had a lot of prime time games, which hurt even more. There was, not, dude, even Tanner Houck, man. Like, I don't know how good Great. he is, but he's weird, and I'll watch that shit. You know, like there is a, there is much more on this on the 2021 team where I am uh, more interested in watching. Now, do sure. I think they're very good? No, but uh, yeah, That's I nice. take extreme comfort mm-hmm. in knowing that on September uh, 21st or whatever the fuck. And the Red Sox are 78 and 80. Damn, and the so Orioles right. the Orioles are 68 and oh. 90 or whatever the hell. Oh. And Keegan Aiken is suiting up <laughs> against Garrett Richards <laughs> for the oh, rubber for the trade. rubber game for the rubber game mm-hmm. of a three-game set. And there's like you know, fans are allowed back and there's still only about twelve people at Canyon Yard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me, and it's the four of you watching that game. Uh-huh. You guys have the awful fucking Nesson feet up for some <laughs> godforsaken reason. And I'm watching on Masson, and the five of us will be together in spirit. And that gives me a lot of comfort. It's <laughs> yes, uh, all warm and fuzzy inside. You got butterflies. Chills. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, you guys are giving us more than enough time so thanks again for coming on i hope this won't be the last time it was a blast um, this was fun you guys this are fun, fun dude. thank awesome you time. thank you this was this was also good because i gotta say also here's here's you want some more constructive criticism here yes please you know normally <laughs> podcasts when it's like we, 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 
me and Jake are very comfortable with with just two people, right? And when it gets more than that, it's a little crowded. But I like this group because everyone definitely brought something different to the table. And <laughs> that is, if you're going to have this many people on a podcast, you got to have different you know connor came in with some whack shit that was great asked us a fucking sioux city question you know, <laughs> you know steve steve's dropping some john Olrud on us for no reason like josh is I, like pissed about the drunk baltimore yeah, like, yelled at got, cousin <laughs> we, got, we got michael here is you know referencing our podcast from when we were you know before we had puberty uh, like michael's not jewish but he looks shit. like it you know yeah, yeah. Like, we're we're in Dude, good shape here. Like, seriously like I, i'm not kidding like this okay. is a legitimate compliment and so we'd be happy to come back oliver so, you're the glue guy no he is he is the glue guy together yeah, yeah. The clubhouse together. It would be in shambles if he went on the if he went on the IL. You guys would be yeah. fucked. You guys should hear the episodes. He's the recording guy too. That's what I'm saying. Be absolutely. The, the three of you think the three of you think like, oh, maybe we could do this without Oliver. You you can't. <laughs> They've tried a couple <laughs> times. We did. We have tried. Oh, oh, right there. I'm, I'm making well, and, 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 and hey, and, and Josh had a terrible time at Camden Yards. So yes, yes, we've really we've really covered it all. And uh, again, thank you. <laughs> and by the way, one other point: the fact that you—this th- is another problem when Jake and I go on podcasts—is that there's two of us, right? So we're already making it crowded by the fact that there's two of us that have to be on this shit all the time. And there really only needs to be one of us. Right. You, you don't, we don't bring anything different. Like we're giving you. The no, same. we're the same. <laughs> so, so I'll be like, "Hey, Jordan, remember the time we did that thing together?" Like, yeah. right. So that's why, like, fully. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Happy to come back on uh, when Cesar Pueyo hits his 35th home run of the season. I'm a believer. Pop it off this year for the Orioles. I'm ready. Oh, there we go. Steve's all in. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're, we're – okay, seriously, thank you. Uh, baseball barbecue, no, that's thank, our podcast. Okay. That's our podcast. Uh, plug that. I'm going to go take a piss. Absolutely. Thank you guys thank so you much. Very I really much. appreciate it. Thank you all. Thank you, guys. That was fun, guys. Thank you. And that was our interview with the boys from over at Cespedes Family Barbecue. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Just pure natural chemistry between the six slash seven of us when Connor was here. That was incredible. I, I, I never thought that a podcast with seven dudes at one time would work out that well. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm glad they were they were praising it at the end, too, that it worked. So, I, hey, credit to us, I guess. Yeah, I mean, one thing we definitely I think one thing we definitely oh don't need right at this point is our ego being just stroked like that. But you know what? We're just going to roll with it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Big Two weeks take. In a row. We're hitting that thousand follower mark. I'm going to I'm going to give us two months. Two months. Oh, that's ambitious. I like it. That's ambitious. I, you know. We're going places, guys. This is this might. I know we've said it for like two years, but this is the year. This is <laughs> yeah. the year right now. I mean, if I'm we ready. keep our follower pace of of last year, we went up like four hundred percent. So let's just keep that to the moon. SSBT to the moon. Fuck those hey, going. Doge. No, no, fuck no, those going. No, don't start. SSBT Doge to the moon. To the moon. SSBT to the moon. It'll be all. Buy the stocks now, bitch. SSBT to Pluto. Oh, dude. <laughs> this is multiverse. Um, Send it. Hey, by the way, 
before we forget, shout out motherfucking Jake Ruthier and Alex Fava, who listens to everything all the way through, and Galen, and Jake Morocco. If you guys listen this far, God bless your souls. I'm saying a prayer for you tonight before I go to bed. No kidding. Certified psychopath. That's the Mm -hmm. list that you're on. (laughs) Believe it. Oh, James Murphy, too. I think he listens the whole way, right? Yeah, he does. What's, what, James, why? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what the fuck, man? Are you that bored? Oh, you know what, though? This one, this one, I don't blame him. This, this is a good one. one. This was a good I feel one. Like this you can't... Yeah. Especially for, especially for our baseball nerds out there. We know, we know they're few and far between, but baseball nerds, you're going to like this one a lot because, man, they... They can dive deep. They were talking about like a 2006 UCLA college baseball team going right over my head. Yeah, yeah. You you could you couldn't stump that man. You could, I was saying like I I said uh, what's his face? Fucking uh, I forgot his name already. I don't know. It's death in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> already gone. But they knew. They, they knew, knew it. They probably knew it. They probably know right now what I said. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> These guys are smart. As of this moment, no guests for next week, but we're working on keeping the hot guest train rolling. Obviously, we're kind of on fucking fire lately, so... Ooh, um, baby. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else? No, I just can't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was going to be like a, an angle... Well, on the premise of that was like, kind of be like 20, 2021 Red Sox preview sort of with them, or like, oh, kind of talk about Bedroy and stuff, and then we ask them, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah! It ends with that! You know, you, know, you got it. That, that's so cool how he got to the point where he was so comfortable. He's like, guys, listen, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I really exactly. don't give a I fuck. love it. No, it, it honestly, great. it was better than any, like, any, like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe you guys pull out 85 wins, second wild cards. Like, no, no, no. That, that was way better than, than hearing that in all yeah, honesty. So. I agree. That was cool. Wow. <laughs> Those guys are the real deal. I'm all about, I, I, I'm going to listen to them, their shit more often. I don't, I don't listen to men podcasts, but that is, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's the kind of banter I look forward to right there. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, they can just oh, ramble terrible. on and on, it sounds like, too. So, All right, we'll uh, catch you back next week for episode 122. Uh, peace out, Girl Scouts. Peace. Peace.